hello, everybody. I'm Gary Horde. And I'm Adam Rotella. And this, this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, tradition of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time. Talking about that National Wrestling Alliance. Adam sounds hoarse. I sound hoarse. It's because we spent all weekend with the NWA and uh, we had a friggin' blast trying to prevent <laughs> myself from uh, cursing so early on. Yeah, but, uh, yeah we sure did. Um, guys, I see this. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I was happy to see so many people in the chat already. Uh, Elder Sour says my voice has recovered. Not entirely, sir. Uh, this is about as loud as I get. So, and uh, I'm sure this is not helping me, but I could not wait to get in here and hang out with you guys. And uh, listen, uh, I know, I know that you've all been on Twitter probably, and I've had a, I've had a day. And, Jesus, uh, boy, has this guy had a day, folks. Uh, but, but we're going to do a recap of NWA Power number ten. The villain effect, and we will try to breeze through it. Although this is uh, arguably the longest episode so far, this is—I mean, it was like over an hour. This one, and uh, usually they don't do that. But uh, hopefully, to get my voice working, I've got the old proper twelve here with me, and, uh, and we're going to try to make really it happen. Gary, we were just talking about your whiskey drinking habits with your wife, who who's joining us in the chat tonight as well. And people wanted to know, oh, God. Before, before we get into this stuff, people wanted to know, how was your Christmas party last night? It was good. I also drank whiskey there. And she, <laughs> had, to, <laughs> she had to be like, Gary, no more whiskey. <laughs> but I had to go to that. I would have loved to have been here. I actually tried to convince her to, uh, what, we could play hooky and not go. I was like, I'd rather talk NWA. I've been having fun with the NWA stuff. And... Uh, she wanted the free meal because it was at a very nice restaurant with wild game and all of the uh, bullshit. So, I mean, it was it was really good. And they had the bar and, uh, you know, anyway, I was glad we went. Got the Christmas bonus. Helps keep this sort of thing going. So I That's guess right. you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so right. here we are. <laughs> so anyway, uh, hello, everyone. I see you. Uh, Woodland Goblin Turbo's there. Hey, Adam, before we even go any further, let's actually take care of something uh, yeah. that you and I have discussed that yes. we need to. Uh, Turbo just reminded me of this, actually. But I want to show you guys something. Hold on one sec. Okay. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go to the Gary Cam right here. And, uh, oh, thank you, Paul, for saying my beard is immaculate. Uh, the, this is, by the way, this is not like a buy your way onto the show thing or anything like that, but I do want to, we deserve a man out there deserves a shout out and, uh, he has been nothing but helpful to us. And especially over this past weekend, uh, just drove us around everywhere. We saved so much money on Uber because this guy was just a fan of the show and, uh, and is now I'd like to think a good friend and, uh, and I'm talking about John, AKA Elder Sour, who is, uh, I believe, in the chat tonight. Um, he is? Props, Elder Sour. Elder Sour uh, bought us drinks, and, and like, he was, he was just a good guy, and uh, he, he loves uh, the show, and we love him. He actually 
on loan gave these to Adam and I. Adam couldn't pack it in his bag, so I have to ship it to him. But we have these NWA turbuckle pads. Ring used from the pay-per-view. Ring used. This one's signed by everybody. Everybody. I don't see Nick Aldis's, oddly enough. I can't find Nick Aldis on this one. Although well, this one that's because is from the Nick. That's because you were going to get it. That's, yeah, that's uh, to be discussed, <laughs> I guess. This one does have Nick Aldis and Tim Storm's signature, I assume, from uh, their match. Elder Sauer uh, said that we should hang on to these things. I uh, Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to really hang anything up. Uh, so, But obviously, it'll get back here on the wall somewhere or something like that. Elder Sauer, Sauer is a hell of a guy, and uh, we're also going to make him a mod in this uh, whole thing like because he he definitely looks out for us. And, yeah, absolutely. We we love Elder Sauer. And uh, thank you so much, sir. You, you've been really, really good to us. Well, so, Gary, uh, we, we already changed that in the chat. Elder Sauer is now officially a moderator. So thank you, Elder Sauer. Welcome to the team. Yeah, Elder Sour Turbo, they're in the chat and they uh, keep help keep things in line because uh, randomly some people will jump in. I didn't even know this, but like some people will just jump in and say like uh, we are child porn. That that Adam actually that actually happened during our during our post show for the pay per view, and I, I I caught it right when it was happening. And I have I, I've never seen this person's screen name before, so it was just people randomly go through YouTube and probably do this to people's um live streams and that's just stuff we don't want to be that's just duh ridiculous so these guys their main job is to you know cursing is acceptable we don't mind that this is an adult podcast uh having your own st uh, point of view is acceptable being uh, even uh questioning the nwa questioning people within the nwa is acceptable they're just here to make sure nothing unacceptable <laughs> like that gets through Absolutely questioning the NWA is ex uh, acceptable, but uh, we'll talk about that as we go on in this episode. Um, just anyway, again, thanks to Elder Sauer. Thanks to all of you folks for showing up with us. Uh, we, Crib uh, uh, said, I, this is the NWA podcast. It's one of the uh, few I watch, so listen to, and you do have a fun podcast. Thank you uh, so much. For listening we, we really do appreciate all of you it's really cool that anybody even gives a damn i saw polka dot pam in here tonight that's, uh we got to hang awesome. out with her yeah so uh, it's it's super cool that you guys are uh are out there listening and watching and it was fun to be in on location actually for the tapings and the pay-per-view and people actually recognizing us and saying hello i haven't even responded to all the dms that i've gotten yet uh because i immediately drove back had to go to the Christmas party and then slept for four hours, went to work today, just getting off. And here I am. So, uh, the only, uh, stuff I've had time for, uh, whilst at work is having a heated argument with our world's heavyweight champion, but I digress. You're making me nervous, on. Gary. Let's, let's start the show. <laughs> let's start the review and we'll get to the Nick Aldis stuff. All right. Sorry guys. I I know I ramble. Um, let's talk about NWA power number 10, the villain effect. We're going to try to run through this thing. So obviously they start off with uh, showing tweets and everything, all of the shock value that they got out of the uh, debut of Marty Skrull deciding to come to the NWA. And, uh, and then especially from our friend Wrestling Days, 
who <laughs> my wife popped big for, uh, like just on his, uh, you know, animalistic scream that he let loose when he saw Marty Skrull. That was pretty amazing. I, I want to go back and watch Wrestling Days. Uh, Wrestling Days has a much bigger audience than us that he constantly promotes us too. So for what it's worth, if you guys don't follow Wrestling Days, we would like to give him a shout up really quick to uh, the uh, that you guys should check him out. He's a, he's a lot of fun, very funny guy, and does uh, all of wrestling, not well, just the NWA. Actually, you know what, Gary? Um, I, I don't know if you know. I, I don't know if you're gonna feel uh, nice about this, but I actually talked to Aldis for just a quick second today, and he asked me if I watched uh, Wrestling Days' most recent show, and even our Real World Champion found him very entertaining last uh, for for the last Power Show. Oh, and he and he even yeah, like you said, he mentioned that uh, he's like, wow, he really puts you guys over in his yeah. show. So, yeah, yeah, we love it. A- Anna can vouch for that. Anna's here, I know from that show. Uh, I see the night lamp in there. Hey, buddy, uh, uh, we met that gentleman at the uh, show. That was great. Um, all right, WDB. I know he's uh, been arguing with me. Where? All right. Anyway, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah, here uh, we so go. We open up. Galley welcomes uh, Stu Bidditt to the new season, uh, the commentator for this season. And uh, so they talk a little bit. And then we go to David Marquez, who welcomes Aaron Stevens, or uh, I guess now Shooter Stevens. Uh, and uh, he gives us a little speech about how he's a third-degree uh, national champion. Oh, he's a third-degree black belt in Mongrovian karate and a third-degree national champion now gary what did you feel about uh shooter stevens do, do we really have to call him that folks what do you really feel about mr stevens uh putting those marks on the national title uh kind of changing the look of the national title what 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 did you feel about that mm, i mean i think that the national title is prestigious enough without you trying to make it a uh, third degree national title but it also I uh, I don't know. It makes it it fits him. It fits his attitude of who he is. You know, it just uh, the national title is the national title. But I get I get what Aaron Stevens is trying to do. Make no mistake, Aaron Stevens is trolling all of us, and uh, he knows what he's up to. He's smarter than he would let on, I yeah. believe. And um, well, I don't know what's going on with his relationship world. with the question. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 right. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, WDB, yeah, I, I actually think the segment may have gone a little long. Um, I see that mentioned in the chat. Uh, it, it was uh, James Lawrence thinks it makes the belt look cheap. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like, why change any of that stuff? It's, it, 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 it's almost tantamount to the same thing I feel about when WWE does, like, changes their freaking belts all the time. I mean, like, let these things be prestigious. Let what they are stand for something. But again, this is a little different. Because, it's much different, Gary. It's just three little marks on the back. It's not that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. So I don't look at it as like actually changing exactly. the title. And so uh, he's just, yeah, he's just being a dick. But uh, anyway, Colt's out. Uh, he's, he talks about how without question mark, essentially none of this would have happened. And he's probably right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he, he talks a little trash. It ends up that question mark and uh, Aaron Stevens or Shooter Stevens, I'm sorry, decide to leave. And when they walk out, uh, they run. I loved this. 
Thunder Rosa is waiting right outside the curtain there, and they make sure to avoid Thunder Rosa. Exactly, yeah. So Shooter Steven still hides behind the question mark, really putting over Thunder Rosa because, duh, Thunder Rosa is a star. And uh, I love that Thunder Rosa can even make Aaron Stevens back up a little bit. And we get our first uh, glimpse of, you've seen some photos if you follow on social media of like karate stuff with Thunder Rosa and question mark. Uh, But this is their first official quote unquote, uh, look at each other. And, uh, I've already seen, uh, DVD covers made of the two of (laughs) them for romantic comedies and and that sort of thing. So I do love that part. Uh, elder sour mentions that thunder had complete control of the room and that is 100% accurate and well-deserved thunder Rosa walks out. She walks over to the crowd. They're all sitting and looking there. There's already a thunder Rosa chant, but thunder Rosa just tells everyone to be quiet and then stand and everyone does. And it's, of course, to welcome in Melina. Yeah, I, that, that was crazy, Gary. I've never seen a pro wrestler do that to a crowd so easily. All Thunder Rosa had to do was come out, do one hand motion up, and it was all downhill after that. Everybody in the crowd stood up. I, I'm, I, I was there. Everybody stood up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was one of them. Uh, Roy Reese, uh, thank you for joining us. Second time watching the show. We're glad you're back. We hope you're here every single time. Thank you, Mr. Reese. Thank you very much. Um, All right. So uh, Thunder Rosa's out. She welcomes out Melina. um, And, and yeah, actually, I mean, we already said it, but that was the big bold letters in my notes. I put complete crowd control from Thunder Rosa. Uh, So – Melina is going to do whatever she's going to do, but immediately Ashley Vox runs out and attacks Thunder Rosa, still angry with Rosa, and uh, does not go well for her. They uh, Rosa immediately pummels Ashley and uh, attempts to. Melina seems to order her to put her arm on the stairs, and she's going to dive off onto it. And luckily for Ashley she is saved by Ashley Allison K and ODB so that gets stopped immediately uh next we see the um I was trying to remember if it was right after this I think I forgot to write it down but at some point we'll just go ahead and say it there was uh, a backstage segment which I'm liking because already in this episode there's a lot more of it seems like which I think is really cool uh, some after like adrenaline up segments here. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Melina go back and find Marty Bell, who is standing there on her phone. And Melina is uh, pissed off. And oh, hey, uh, Gary, not just standing on her phone, not just on her phone, but still in her street clothes, not even ready for the ring, not even ready for action. So Marty Bell was completely out of the loop for what was happening out there, not paying attention to, to, to her group, not paying attention to, to the people that she's supposed to be paying attention to. So I see why someone might be a little bit upset at her. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Melina essentially tells her, we wish you were more like Thunder Rosa. Why can't you be like her? And uh, Marty's like, well, you know, whatever. I've seen on Twitter, Marty says she was uh, ordering – uh, Woodland Goblin says she was texting. Marty says on Twitter she was ordering Melina's Christmas gift. Uh, but uh, anyway, so that's an interesting dynamic going on between uh, these three ladies right now. So the next thing up is they announced that Eli Drake and Ken Anderson are going to be competing later on in the evening in a do- no DQ match. And uh, 
then we get our first introduction to uh, the TV title tournament situation, and uh, we get outlandish Zicky Dice versus C.W. Anderson. Outlandish! <laughs> My wife immediately was like, I need him to never say that again. <laughs> but he does, like 16 more times. Oh, yeah, so- <laughs> some of the guy's trunks. I think he's going to say it every 10 minutes. Uh, but Zicky Dice versus C.W. Anderson and Sal Renaro. Uh, this match is uh, pretty quick. Well, they announced some of the rules, so I think I forgot some of these, and I meant to write them down. Adam, maybe you can help me out. So essentially, this is all stuff that we were not privy to being in the audience, which would have been – and we have these a few times during the season. Maybe we'll bring them up more than once. But if we had any critique, I think both of us felt the same way. It would be nice if they let the studio audience – know a little bit about what exactly the hell is happening. Um, I mean, we got that this match was a uh, part of the TV title tournament, but we just didn't know exactly what was happening. And we definitely didn't know the rules that came up on the screen, which are that the TV title matches are six minutes and five seconds long. So you got to make a statement. If no one wins, then both be all three people are eliminated. And I think that that applies throughout the tournament. So, uh, it's a very interesting, uh, stipulation. I think this was kind of a qualifier, cauliflower. This was a, a qualifier for the, the TV title tournament. Of course, Nicky dice wins in this, uh, matchup. And Gary, what do you feel about, uh, Mr. Ziggy dice? I mean, obviously a, a, a very, uh, uh, animated person. I even think I heard Stu Bennett or Joe Galley say that his mind is stuck in 1984. If that's true, I have a feeling I, I might find this guy pretty entertaining in the future. Mm, I think that he does his job well. Uh, yeah. If his job is annoy the fuck out of me. Oh, oh I already dropped my first F <laughs> All right. Uh, but no, he uh, he's very good at what he does. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yes. Uh, I believed uh, we we kind of had a consensual agreement that he was uh, – he almost looks a little bit like the uh, dollar store Kenny Omega. <laughs> I think – yeah, I, I think I even yelled out, hey, it's Kenny Omega. Yeah, but but no, I mean that's not to diss Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice has a great personality, and, and obviously I can see why he's in the NWA right now. Um, I just uh, – I don't have to like him. Yeah, so, true, true. Yeah. I love it. Uh, all right. So uh, next up, we've got – all right. Uh, Zicky immediately leaves from the mashup, which I like. By the way, I really liked C.W. Anderson. I thought he looked – I thought he looked good. He looked tough. But anyway, that's beside the point. I was really hoping he'd win. He did not. Uh, Zicky goes over to Marquez, and uh, he's going to get – He's going to get to talk a little bit. I mean, and we essentially get the idea that he's uh, uh, outlandish. And uh, they are interrupted immediately by the Dawsons. And the Dawsons come out and they said they were made promises. They were denied. They're going to expose the truth. The wildcards promised them title shots and everything else under the sun. They did all the dirty work. And obviously none of it's coming true. So they're going to tell everybody what's really going on in the NWA immediately the wild card is out with chairs in hand and they chase off the Dawson's. So we don't get to hear exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very intriguing. 
Very intriguing. All right. We so we'll find out later on what that means. Yeah. So next up, we get uh, the interview that everybody missed uh, from the, the end of the pay per view that I think was originally just intended for here anyway, which is Marty Skrull interviewing uh, with David Marquez at the podium. Cool to see Marty Skrull, the villain there. And uh, of course, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention that I yelled out, Thank you, Marty. And he said, thank you. Gary, you know, uh, I, I think at this point, everyone in our chat can recognize your voice. So whenever you are yelling out something, folks, I mean, Gary has a has a fantastic record of wrestlers interacting with him so far. I think it's at at least 97%. Yeah, I try to time them right and try to say things I think. At, I, I, I'm being perfectly honest here. I'm not even trying to be a, a doofus. I legitimately only, I'm not trying to, I felt like sometimes people in the crowd would yell things that had nothing to do with anything or like there were the, the constant those, those kids telling them tell a joke, Dave. And oh, stuff. we'll get and, to and that. I, I appreciate those kids. I mean, that was really cool. It's that pro wrestling club. But sometimes people in the crowd would yell things out that I, I think made no reference to what was going on. I do try to keep it within the world because one of the things that i love about the nwa and i'm not i promise i'm not going to go on a long tangent but one of the things that i do love about the nwa is this like it's created this this world and it's like if you're in that studio if you're watching this show it's like its own universe here and so everything just works in here it's -hmm. like they know about the outside world but this is a special place. This is sacred. This is like a, a different thing. Well, hey, Gary, let me let me throw this out there. There's this documentary called Days, which was like the proof of concept that could 10, could 10 pounds of gold work. This was three years ago. David Lagana, Josephus, and William Patrick Corrigan went on a bus together, and they actually came across a dude that they told this exact philosophy to. They said that in order to get over in today's world, you have to create your own reality, create your own characters, and get people to care about that reality and to care about those characters. So, hey, this has been a plan ever since day one of the new NWA brand. Oh, I love that. I, I, I've really got to check that 30 Days thing out, and I really have not. And that You'd is a it, failure. Being a no, and it's a failure fan, on my part. It. I. I feel like it's a failure on my part, uh, being invested in all of this like I am, that I have not seen it. Uh, and you're not the only one. Uh, she says she didn't realize it until yesterday when you said it, that it was me. Um, but uh, that's going to come up later with Nick. So um, Dave or Nick didn't uh, – well, Nick did, but Dave did not realize. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's move on. So uh, Marty's interview is really good. I think that Marty's oh, just a great speaking voice and like he's a lot of fun to watch. He Essentially, this part of it just acknowledges that he's here for a world's championship. It's something he's never done in his entire career, which is surprising considering a lot of people would say that he's the hottest free agent in, uh, in the world. No, Pam, I've not watched 30 Days. I'm sorry. I know I, I'm a I terrible. I knew she was going to say something if she was still. I knew she was too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Pam. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, Kingston is uh, at the commentary booth with Joe Galley and Stu Bennett and uh, uh, refusing to answer any questions about homicide. This is actually interesting to me, Adam. I mean, I'm just going to take a quick sidebar to say that I was kind of interested that they focused a little bit on homicide here because we were also, again, you can't hear the commentary when you're in the studio. So you don't know these conversations are happening and it does 
kind of develop into something later, I believe, but we didn't, you know, we just, it was just interesting to see that there are storylines that we just don't get the full effect of in the studio. And that's not to take away from the studio experience because it is awesome. And there's other things that television will never get that happen in the studio. It's just a weird trade off, you know? Yeah. But, so, but I, I don't know if, I don't know if there's a way to make that possible though, either because they don't want the commentary to be heard throughout the whole show. Right. So, I mean, maybe there's a little button that they can hit that we do hear it sometimes, but I mean, I, I just don't know if there's a way to fix something like that. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know how you do it all. I mean, the the one time that it's going to matter is later on, second night of tapings, there was a match that happens that I'm just kind of like, "What?" Yep, me too. What is well, it, what we'll is it going to 6 weeks from now. Right, exactly. It was, just, <laughs> it was like that, that one would have really benefited. Um I also think the TV title stuff, like if somebody would have just announced the rules, like what what the deal is with what the TV title stuff meant. Yep. All right. Um, so, uh, Keenston won't answer questions about homicide. I feel like the Joe Galley tried to ask him questions. He's like, Hey bro, you ever been punched in the mouth? If you haven't been punched in the mouth. So it, it gives this like, uh, weight to Stu Bennett as a character. I think, um, that people respect him in a way that they don't respect Galley. And that, and, and I don't mean that negative towards Galley, but Galley's a newsman, but like Stu is, one of them and so i just kind of appreciated that that aspect of it absolutely a bit. gary you know that that is something that Stu bennett adds to the commentary booth he's been there he's done that he's 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 lived the life that uh, many of these pro wrestlers want to live he's he's been on the grandest stage of them all so for Stu bennett to be here adds even more credibility of course of course you know, Mr. Cornette did as well, but Stu brings a completely different vibe to commentary. Exactly, exactly. All right, so we move on, and uh, he's out there to call the match that is the Rock and Roll Express versus Zach Mosley and Sean Sims. I wish, with all due respect, that there was more to say about Zach Mosley and Sean Sims, but the Rock and Roll with that ass get a double roll-up pretty quick on these guys, and... Uh, and they immediately get the one, two, three, and they're off to Galley at the booth. Uh, Ricky Morton gets to talk a little bit about uh, being the tag team champions and that sort of thing. But the key point here, I think, uh, is that he mentions, you know, they, they ask him about Nick Aldis. And he has his praise for Nick Aldis, but... They say, you know, Nick Aldis wants to be one of the greats, and he wants to be up there with Ric Flair, Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, those kind of guys. And uh, what do they think his trajectory is? And Ricky Morton says what I think is a fair comment that, well, if you want to get there, you got a long road to hoe. That's a very southern phrase, but it's, uh, you know, you, you got a little way to go before you get to that point. You know, he's not knocking Nick. Mm -hmm. He's just saying, uh, keep at it. You know, you're good. You're doing great. But these guys are the Mount Rushmore. These guys are legends that you don't just get that spot. Yeah, you know, Gary, this is something that I brought up last night. This was a very, you know, awkward segment being being inside the studio audience, right? I mean, this was kind of like, did did he like mess up there? Did he not want to put over our, our true world's champion, our real world's champion? But then, then as things progress later on in the night, you know, maybe the Rock and Roll Express just saw something that a lot of us didn't see. 
I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say that right now. What I what I think is hopefully God help us all. There's somebody out there that's just honest in the wrestling business, and he's just stating his opinion. And it's okay to have a fucking opinion. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's okay to have an opinion and you don't have to like everything everybody does. And Ricky Morton was just stating that, you know, Nick Aldis is good. We've been on this podcast and talked about how good Nick Aldis is. And he's saying, if you want to be Harley race, if you want to be Ric Flair, you don't just get that overnight. Yeah. It's it, you gotta work for it. So he's not going to like blow smoke up his ass. He's not going to tell him, like, you're that great. You are Ric Flair. You are Harley Race. I dare say nobody in the chat room is going to say that about Nick Aldis right now. Uh, pardon me if that's rude to say, but it's just a fact of life, as Eli Drake might say. Uh, you know, it, it takes time. You got you to gotta work on that legacy. Anyway, uh, before I get riled up again, let's move on. Um, the uh, Dawson's bust their ass back out to the podium they're like we're gonna expose the truth and the wild card interrupts again and then there's a kerfluffle and so so the uh, kerfluffle happens and then we go to a quick break and we are back with uh wild cards versus the dawson's they finally just decide to make a match out of this um uh roscoe d asks in the uh, chat i mean what does all this have to do to prove he is legit though that's a good question i mean that's something we can talk about um but i'm just saying i mean Aldous has been the nwa champion for a, a, a good bit over a year now but just well we'll get there um so uh the, the big thing that happens to the wild card versus dawson's match is it's a it's a good solid like hard hitting match uh learn to respect the Dawson's not just because they were going to uh, threaten me in the parking garage, but um, just that I, man, these guys were going at it, but Zane goes for a swing, hits the uh, pole of uh, the turnbuckle or not the, the post basically it hurts that hand. And Thomas Latimer is, he's not a man to be trifled with. He knows exactly when he sees uh, blood in the water and he's on it. He starts uh, stomping away at that hand and he and Royce go after it. And uh, essentially, um, they uh, take advantage and you get a Death Valley driver from Royce into a powerbomb by Tom and pretty cool finisher if I do say so myself and uh, but let me that... ask you something Gary where were their new tights where were their new matching long tights we, we love those from the pay-per-view now, now now they're in little other tights at least at least they're matching though right 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 I mean no no at least they're uh, matching uh <laughs> As my wife said, she's like, oh, they finally have matching panties. That's literally what she said. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I love it. I was like, it well, works, they had long it works pants. works for me. It works <laughs> for me. I'm just glad that they're looking more and more like a unit. That's that's what's important to me. Um, all right. Oh, no. Anna's leaving us for days of stream. Thanks, Anna, for hanging out with us. We, we appreciate you. We understand. Yeah. We, believe me, we get it. Uh, we are hanging out until, uh, for all of you folks, uh, Adam wants me to like rush through this thing just so you know we're going to end before you get to uh, uh, the fucking whatever. Whatever those other promotions are called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to rush through this thing again. I'm going to get going. All right. So uh, uh, Wildcard, they uh, continue to beat on the uh, the the poor Dawsons and uh, – they end up going to the podium. They're talking, and uh, 
they're trying to say a few things, but then they're interrupted by, I mean, it's kind of awkward. They're interrupted by Santa Cephas, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Josephus is back, everybody, I guess, off of suspension. And uh, he's out there throwing merch into the crowd. Uh, you know, this, this, is this, is, this is not the return of Josephus that I've been looking for. And I think I just got to I think I just got to put it in my head, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, that uh, the Josephus from 10 pounds of gold is not going to be the Josephus that we see in NWA power. And it hurts my heart so much, but I accept it. Let's move on. What's next for Josephus, I guess? Um. Yeah, so Josephus is dressed as Santa. He's throwing out merch. Uh, Adam whispers to Santa Vol. Hey, 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 hey. Let's, not, let's not put this on me. Let's not put this on me. So you should go for a hug, and uh, that was clearly a bad idea. <laughs> that was my because... fault, folks. That was my fault. Uh, yeah, I definitely – Santa Josephus wasn't having it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Santa Vol. Yeah, uh, Josephus uh, immediately backs Sandoval down. And uh, Josephus is back, and he doesn't look happy about the position he is in. But there he is. Um, can't get a hug from Sandoval. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. I, Dave Wills is in the chat, and he's talking about uh, that apparently the show so far had been panned. He says from the torch or something, and then on the Observer they loved it. I can vouch for the torch. Adam doesn't know about this, but you know I'm a subscriber to the Pro Wrestling Torch, and Wade Keller loved this show. He thought it was really great, especially a moment we're going to talk about with Aldis a little bit, which I was proud of. But he he uh, he talks highly about this show, about how it's just an easy one hour watch and stuff. I actually. Uh, shot this over to Lagana and uh, uh, Aldis uh, early er in it the day. It must have been we much were... earlier. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> earlier. You guys should check out the Pro Wrestling Torch. They're they're high on uh, the show last night. So anyway, so uh, moving on, we get to uh, James Storm in the back. This is another one of those things uh, that. Uh, I, I talked about liking it was a, it was immediately after the world championship match with uh, James Storm and Nick Aldis from the pay-per-view into the fire storm is pissed off. He is fired up. He talks a little bit about the conspiracy. I mean, he doesn't come right out and say there's conspiracies like, well, you know, what does it look like to you? I didn't give up. It looks like Aldis replaced uh, my man that won the toss with his man, but whatever. I don't know. You know, and, and you get a great uh, – sorry, I just burped a little bit in the microphone. But uh, he gets like a little uh, – yeah, I'm not going to make excuses. I will start at the bottom. I will work my way all the way back up to the top. And suddenly when I see you again, I'm going to whip that ass uh, because if you keep messing around, you're going to turn me into the old me. And uh, I fucking loved this promo from Yeah. Me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This was a fire promo from Mr. from Mr. Cowboy himself, my friends. And as we move on throughout the evening, it turns out, you know, that James Storm was right about a whole lot of things, Gary. And James Storm is really moving up there for one of your best baby faces inside the NWA right now. 
I know. And if you would have, I, Hey, listen, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. If you had listened to me like two weeks ago, I was not high on James storm. I didn't even think he was a part of the team, but here he is. He's back. He's still talking about it. He still sounds determined that he's going to win that 10 pounds of gold. He's still going for it. He wants to whip Nick Aldis's ass. I mean, that's, that's respect, man. Yep. Respect to James Storm. Uh, and that and that promo was fire. That was a beautiful promo. All right, so they talk about the TV title field. We get uh, Marquez out there, and he brings out Zicky Dice, Ricky Starks, Caleb Conley, Cole Cabana, Trevor Murdoch, Eddie Kingston, both Dawson brothers. Uh, who else am I missing here? Uh, question marks in there. And uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, oh, Tom Latimer's in there. And, of course, Nick Aldis, oddly enough. Yeah, is, very, very weird for the champ to be out there. Yeah. Uh, Marquez goes ahead and brings out uh, Nikita Koloff, who makes a special uh, appearance. And he's a former TV champ himself. And uh, he talks about how he wants to uh, – Find out who's going to win the TV title, how prestigious it is to have that. It's a very special title. And uh, so he helps to draw the first names. So we get our first official tournament matches announced. The very first one is Ricky Starks versus Eddie Kingston. I popped for this one personally because I freaking love both these guys. Mm -hmm. They're really, really good. And I want to see this match. I'm excited for it. Unfortunately, we have to wait till next week. Um, and then we also get... Cole Cabana and the question mark. And 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 this is this is one of those times where you and I looked at each other and we're like, these guys have no idea who they're wrestling up against. They have no idea who they're gonna go up against. Yeah, I, I love the amount of uh blurred lines here because it legitimately in the studio looked like they were just drawing names and and maybe maybe they got us fooled, but I mean, it looked like they did not know who they were going to be facing off against. Um, so that was very cool. And Colt looked legitimately disappointed that he was facing <laughs> the, the question mark. And so uh, it was very exciting to see. Well, of course he looked disappointed. Gary, the Mongrovian spike is deadly. Um, maybe that's the reason. That's the <laughs> but, only reason that there could be, folks. Yeah, you're exactly right. So uh, very exciting to see. These two matchups announced for next week already. I'm ready to see them. What was funny in the studio, I remembered I was telling my wife about this, is that like they said, uh, those they announced those matches. People were super excited. And then they were like, and that's happening next week. And the crowd went, oh. <laughs> and then I remember being like, we'll be here next week. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, it'll happen in 20 minutes, folks. Yeah, and Colt turned around and he's like, "Next week or like twenty minutes from now." <laughs> so it was it was kind of fun. All right. So uh, anyway, so those are the two we get announced right now. Um, Audis goes to the podium, and he's accompanied by Ricky Starks, and he stands there, and he talks about. Uh, well, he obviously gets the first question from Marquez, which is going to be like, "Why are you in the TV title tournament?" And Alda says, because I have gone through everyone and blah, 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 blah. He says all this stuff and I have no competition left. And uh, so I'm here to make history, folks. So I want to have both titles. And somewhere at this point is where I yell out, 
Ricky Starks is standing right next to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you'd think it'd be easy to recognize my voice by now, but uh, this was brought up on Wade Keller's Pro Wrestling Torch podcast and stuff, like the oh, things really? that they loved yeah. about. Oh, yeah, yeah. This got brought up. Uh, the, uh, the things they loved about a studio wrestling show that they think can translate till now that people can still enjoy that have been lost from the past. And it's like that immediate interaction with the audience. They, and they specifically reference this instant. They're like, Nick Aldis is talking about, he has no competition. And they're like, someone in the crowd yells out, Ricky Starks is standing right next to you. And they say, and they credit Aldis. They're like, without missing a beast, Aldis is like, you are correct, sir. Let's talk about Ricky Starks. <laughs> and he turns and talks to her. And so I, what, when I was telling Legata, Legata was like, I, what? I said, what a wave of things you went on from from Mr. Aldis calling you sir. And a couple weeks, we're going to get to Nick Aldis calling you something else. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to give away too much behind the scenes. But, yeah, I, I did uh, happen to tweet this over to Dave Legata, who was like, I wondered who yelled that. And I was like, oh, it was me. And he said, he's like, I just see you as so shy. (laughs) That is not true. That is not true at all. Uh, But anyway, so all this does then reference to Ricky Starks. And it's like, no, Ricky Starks is my number one draft pick. Happy he's here. He can enter the TV title tournament. He plays his cards right. He'll get all the way to the finals and lose to me. And uh, Ricky Starks is getting a little fired up. You can see he's kind of like, all right, dude. All right, whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, so they uh, – David Marquez does say, like, I have uh, another question. And he asks about Camille. And um, all this just essentially says, you know what? I'm tired of talking about Camille. Uh, she gets asked about all the time after last week. You know, she's just not the insurance policy anymore. And so fans kind of boo, but. Yeah, man, a hush hush goes over the crowd. They boo. They don't they don't want to believe it. What's Camille's place in the NWA going to be? Well, we'll talk about that in just a couple minutes. Brian Cervantes is in the chat. Welcome, Brian. Thank you so much for everything you did for us this weekend. You've been awesome, and uh, it was lovely meeting your wife. I hope we get to meet you someday. Um, what's the name of the next pay-per-view? Well, it's Hard Times, baby. Uh, you don't know nothing about Hard Times. All right, that's my <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. Uh, all right, so uh, anyway, so the next thing up is Stu Bennett interview, interview – Interviewing Marty Skrull. We've only had 78 hours of wrestling, Gary. It's okay, my man. It's it's okay to mess up your speech a little bit. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Adam. Uh, So Stu Bennett interviews Marty Skrull. And, you know, this is another thing. I mean, Stu Bennett, I I freaking love Stu Bennett. I I, I really do. He came in to that pay-per-view. We watched it back the next day. And Stu Bennett came into that place with – the knowledge like he did the work not just like he relied on being Stu Bennett or whatever Stu Bennett clearly worked at understanding the NWA understanding the vision researching everything that's happened right up until this point I have no I have no doubt that Stu Bennett literally went through the entire YouTube 
uh, channel for the NWA and research it. I love that about him. Oh, dude, you know, I mean, there's there. Let's 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 put it this way, folks. There is not a pro wrestler on the planet that has not watched every single episode of Power. Every single pro wrestler has watched this, from the tippy top people to the people just starting out. Because man, it's a whole different vibe, and everyone wants this to be a part of their repertoire at least at some point in their career. Yeah, and, and like I was saying previously for those that weren't here, I mean, there's this other side of him too, this very, uh, for lack of a better term, like this hard side to Stu Bennett that's like that people have to respect him. The wrestlers respect him. Mm-hmm. They know that he's been there. He's done it. He is one of them. So there's this. So when you watch this interview with Marty Skrull, one thing I really liked is that you know, Marty Skrull's very relaxed and he's talking to a buddy. And as much as I even try in our interviews that we uh, promote on the podcast, as much as I like try to like loosen people up and want to just have a conversational discussion for the interviews, uh, Stu Bennett brings like a different gravitas that I could never bring in that he's the guy who's been in the ring. He's been punched in the face by another wrestler. Like he's, he's, he's done it all. And so there's a respect there that when they're having a conversation, it's a it's a legit like a conversation that only those guys could have. And that's what it felt like with this girl interview. Girls very relaxed, leaning back in the chair and they're just shooting the shit. I did really like this uh, little backstage interview and uh, and girl eventually he gets into I mean, the, the big thing is, is that he talks about, you know, people are like. Oh, Marty Skrull's going to AEW. Marty Skrull's going to WWE. Blah blah blah. blah. And he's like, "What if Marty Skrull just showed up somewhere else where you didn't expect Marty Skrull to show up?" And he was tired of people uh, anticipating or deciding that they could predict where he would show up. So he well, needed to do something different. You know what, Gary? Even before that, that newer promotion, uh, WEA or whatever the hell is called, a lot of these guys also went to small little promotions uh, to build up what was going on. And I thought that that was a great business move for what for what these humans were trying to do. So Marty Skrull showing up inside the NWA is absolutely fantastic and brilliant on Marty Skrull's part. It's a place that no one, other than maybe one or two people, thought that he was going to do it. And for him to do something so exciting and so unpredictable gets so many more eyeballs on him, but more importantly, on the NWA. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the big thing here that he he really nails down. And it made me love Marty Skrull even more, honestly. Just this one interview. And this is what I – I mean – uh, just to, just to say it, this is what I always hope to do in any interview I get to do. I want this to be the thing that makes people really respect who these people are. That's my goal. Because I, I know that all of these people have a story and not every interview gets that out there. I want people to see the things that actually click with the audience. I feel like Stu Bennett got this out of Marty Skrull right here. Marty Skrull's talking about he doesn't want people to assume what he's going to do next. He wants to do what he wants to do. And then he's choosing the NWA because the thing that attracted him, he literally starts talking about. This is the real real world's champion. And and he has been a hot free agent for this time or he's been like a talked about wrestler 
but he's never won a world's title. And what better title to win than this one? He needs to come, and his first world's championship needs to be this one. He looked all around the wrestling landscape, and there's people calling themselves the world's champion, but this one is the one. This one he needs to win for his career, for his legacy. He wants to do it, and I love him leaning into that part of it. I think that that's really, really special about him, and I think it's cool that he's giving it that uh, again, gravitas. Well, Gary, not not only that, but the guy has been a part of the NWA at the Crockett Cup. He even said that he got a taste of what the NWA is when he was at that Crockett Cup. So you're telling me that Mr. Aldis, Mr. Lagana, and Mr. Corrigan weren't kind of playing chess during the Crockett Cup, knowing that a time might come when Marty Skrull was a free agent and this might be a decision that he could make? Oh, the NWA are like freaking chess masters, my friend. Absolutely. Roscoe, you're saying Marty Skrull looks small next to Aldis. Let me tell you something. Uh, most people look small next to Aldis. Especially Aldis, Gary Horn. Yeah, which is a sad state of affairs for me at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> Nick Aldis is built like a goddamn G.I. Joe. No figure like he is like six five or some shit i don't know i don't know how tall that guy is but he's super tall and real muscly but anyway uh <laughs> a lot of people I are small that. next to they called us <laughs> even tim storm who's built like a freaking army tank uh later on in the show you'll see them next to each other and even tim storm's kind of small next to they called us so uh he's he he's He's the total package, uh, for lack of a better term. All right. So, uh, anyway, uh, I, I love that 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 Marty does sell, uh, and, and I meant to mention that uh, that that he does sell that it was the legacy, honor, and tradition of that, which is something we say every time at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used those specific words uh, as as like what attracted him to this title. He needs this title uh, to move on. All right, so let's move on through. Tim Storm's at commentary. He's there. Uh, It is time for the uh, Eli Drake versus Ken Anderson. Uh, No disqualification match. Eli talks to Marquez. His voice is a little like ours, probably a little worse. And, and, And how did you like that, Gary? I thought that that was a great touch from the night before. I mean, of course, the guy's throat's going to be sore. Maybe even some larynx is broken from what uh, being slammed into that ring post with a steel chair around his neck. A great touch by Mr. Drake. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things that would be lost in a lot of other places, especially like, uh, you know, sorry, WWE or something. Yep. Like just a little excellent touch. Like, hey, dude, your fucking throat got jacked up. <laughs> you got a chair around your neck and you got slammed into a turnbuckle, which we talked about on the po- post show. Looked fucking ridiculous like you could almost buy it like it it was it was good i i that's a a detail that i appreciate and i'm fine with that 100 percent um so they go into this uh no dq match and you know we need to wrap up this portion of it so we can just spend time with the live audience so i'm just gonna say this that no dq match if you didn't see it it is in my opinion one of the top five matches that's actually uh, on NWA Power. So if you haven't seen it, episode 10, Eli Drake versus Ken Anderson, no DQ, you should check that out. It is a really 
uh, good match. It's a lot of fun, I think. They work their way up through the crowd. Uh, Eli does the selfie thing, the face in the fence. You know, there's like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to love about this matchup. And these guys are going at it to make a fucking amazing match. And yeah, I just saw Justin Johnson say I was leaning into the F-bombs. I apologize. Uh, that's uh. okay. We, we want to make sure that YouTube knows this is not made for children since that new law came out. Well, and as we've been talking, the numbers have only gone up. So, you that's know, true. That's go true. fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, so, uh, during the match, though, they, they, do, they do kind of... Uh, talk to tim a lot and and i will say this this is something i actually talked about earlier on in our show that i thought tim storm might be good on commentary this confirms that tim storm was very very good on commentary i didn't even know what to expect out of him exactly but i thought he was excellent as far as a color commentator oh gary not only that my man but it also showed that Stu bennett and joe galley are fantastic at leading the story along because they were asking mr storm some fantastic questions and one of the things that i always tell people when i go on their podcast is you know i'm a fantastic follower so if you can lead me i can easily follow so the way that those two guys led tim storm along throughout the whole process fantastic on everybody's part inside the commentary booth absolutely i i 100 percent agree with that uh i i think that i would be a lot like you you know obviously i think a lot of that comes from we don't we're not in the wrestling industry i think we have some ideas i don't think a lot of people in the chat have ideas about how the wrestling industry goes uh, it's cool to have that experience. I mean, even Eli Drake might be feeling that with Ken Anderson. He probably has like mm-hmm. a little bit of experience on him. Um, these guys have a similar character. So that this one, this one really felt like a grudge match. Their pay-per-view match was good. I thought this match was excellent. I yep. thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed every second of this matchup. Uh, well, hey, but Gary, it, it was, it was, it was the exact kind of match that people that were tuning in to watch, uh, what Marty Skrull did with the NWA. It was the exact kind of match that we could grab those fans, keep their attention for the next season moving forward. So great placement of this match. Great, great psychology. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Dave Wills mentions Aldis and Shooter Stevens are the same height as 6'4". They're both very tall people. I mean, I'm I'm a solid six. What are you, six, Adam? Six. Yeah, so, I mean, that feels tall sometimes and then you get in the wrong crowd and and six is like tiny yeah i don't know um all right so let's uh so this match ends up uh, eli drake uh, that a chair gets brought in ken tries to do the mic check on the chair eli blocks it obviously jumps up starts to get the chair i love the banging around of the chair on the ring it really makes you feel that impact it's just i don't know i just wanted to bring that up because of the little touches that they do but then eli decides not to use the chair but what uh, go ahead i'm sorry well i was going to say gary it's not just it's not just the sound of the chair the ring inside that studio and the ring when you watch power sounds completely different than any other ring that's out there it actually feels like someone's hitting the mat it sounds like a bang instead of a poof Oh, a hundred percent, bro. And uh, I just said, bro, because yeah, Adam don't hates call it me bro. Call him bro. You can call me Mr. Rotella <laughs> or Adam, please, or sir. Yeah, no, no, you bro just a light bro. Me. No, bro. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, so, so anyway, 
there, there's another match that's going to come later on in the season that 100% you had to be there. I hope it it, it, it works well on, on TV, but it's a TV title tournament match, and it is it just looks like they fucking killed each other. Anyway, yeah. um, all right, so – uh, Eli decides not to go with the chair. He throws it away, gives Kid Anderson the gravy train, ends up with the win, and that's it. Uh, now, Eli is slowly working his way out of the ring, and out comes Nick Aldis. And Nick Aldis busts right past Eli Drake. He walks right over to Tim Storm. He's sick of Tim Storm. Now, the only piece that I can catch from the commentary that it seemed to matter for was they did ask Tim Storm about Marty Skrull. And him competing for the uh, world's championship, and Tim Storm did mention that he thought that Marty Skrull was as high a level competitor as anybody, and would deserve a shot if he wanted it. Yada yada yada. Uh, Nick Aldis is yelling at Tim Storm. We couldn't hear this. I wanted people to honestly shut up around us because I was like trying to hear what they were saying. But yeah, yeah um, Aldis is telling me to keep my name out of your mouth, and uh, yada yada yada. They're going at it. They start. Uh, Jockey him back and forth, and uh, Tim Storm just finally gets fed up. He's like, "Fuck it, let's go!" And uh, he jumps in the ring, and he's like, "Let's do this thing." And uh, Gary, he- let me ask you something here before we before we go into this, because this is why everybody's here, right? We got this for the next forty minutes of conversation, folks. This and whatever you guys want to talk about moving forward. What makes you think I wouldn't want to talk about any of this? Well, because you were talking about it all goddamn day with the champion, so. <laughs> and I'm nervous that I'm nervous that he's going to show up here tonight because the, because Mr. Aldis has been known to show up in our chats and uh, after after the conversation that you've had with Nick, I'm a little bit nervous today, Gary. But how did you feel when Nick Aldis came out and just did a beeline to the to the commentary booth? Because I had no idea that Mr. Storm said anything about him on commentary. Obviously, we don't hear that stuff inside the studio, but it was a direct B line, and the guy looked pissed off. Uh, everybody was really into it. The thing is, is because, like you said, you don't hear what they said. So I was really intrigued by what he apparently said. I wanted to... I mean, you can't tell people to shut up. I mean, they're going to react however they react. But I, I wanted to hear the conversation because I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening over there? Because in the studio, you don't get that. But I'm like, I mean, the thing is, is despite everything, no matter what happens, when Tim Storm and Nick Aldis are nose to nose, people care. Oh, yeah. It is, uh, it's legit. And that studio audience was hooked in. They're like, let's do this right now. Like they know, they know, like it, it's just an epic battle. Like I it's mean, just I, built I, into the NWA's DNA. I might've, I might've threw out there, hit him in the face, Tim. I got, I, I, I might've got into it a little bit in, in, inside the moment. I might've, I might've. <laughs> it's just cool. And when Tim Storm gets fired up, and you're like, now you pissed him off? Like, yeah. Tim Storm's like the coolest, nicest guy. And now he's fucking, he's in the ring. Yeah. And he's like, let's just do this. Let's go at it. And Nick Aldis is like, let's go. And it doesn't matter how many times you've seen that match before. You want to see those two throw down. You know, like, these these are two hosses, like, just, burr, 
off. They're going to kill each other. Well, it's going to be good. And hey, I want to see it. Yeah, one of one of Haley's favorite things in the world, my girlfriend's name is Haley, everybody out there in the chat, to let you in on my world a little bit. Uh, Haley's favorite thing in wrestling is when two men wrestle in a suit, and that's all that she kept saying throughout this whole segment. Wrestle in a suit. Wrestle in a suit. Wrestle in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to see it? You know, it, it, it? Well, there's something else. I mean, intrinsically, like in your mind, that like if you're in a suit uh, and Bye, you're Pam, about to throw coming. down. Yeah, thank you so much, Pam, for hanging out with us. Uh, but yeah, you rip off the suit coat. You're like undoing the tie. There's there's a, a mental thing that happens there. You're like, no, this is for real. You went from like professional to like, I'm at basic beast mode now. I'm in caveman mode. Let's throw down. Let's do this thing. It's over. Like this is serious business. So props to them. I I, I mean, immediately I was like, Aldous Storm 4 or whatever this is. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. I'm ready. Let's go at it. And uh, so you're, you're wanting it. And then Aldous – but at the, but at the same back, time, I'm wondering what the hell's going on. Why are these guys? Why is Aldis even out here yelling at Storm? Well, the thing is, is you don't ever know it, and you don't ever. I mean, you can guess at it if you watch it on TV. But the champ backs up into the corner, and all of a sudden, the wild card is yeah. out. I start pummeling Tim Storm. Yeah, and the champ, who you kind of think respectfully, would be like, get off. My buddy Tim does nothing. He just stands. Well, not, not only does he do nothing, Gary, but he starts laughing his ass off. Yeah. And so Tom Latimer and Royce Isaacs are beating the shit out of Tim Storm, essentially, is what's going on here. And uh, Tim Storm's trying to fight his way back, but Aldous is just watching it all happen. And finally, uh, you you think... You think the only thing that could happen is Camille runs out, and you're like, "Thank God, at least somebody's going to yeah, do something." And even has, and Camille gets right in Aldis's face, like grabs Tom's face and pushes him out of the way. Gets in Aldis's face and is yelling at him, like, "Who do you think you are? What are you doing?" Blah blah blah. Tin Storm gets a chance to compose himself, but as soon as he stands up, Camille turns around and delivers a very fierce spear yeah to tim storm knocking him out and everybody is happy in the middle of the ring and now you see nick aldis tom latimer royce isaacs and camille tom and camille do a very sloppy kiss and uh so now it matches up with all of the social media i want to yell at camille your dad's in the audience stop making out with this guy your dad's in the fourth row um, but, and then there you go. They're celebrating. And then Aldis comes over like to the corner, looks right at us. And is like, you did this. He looks pointed at all directly the... at us, Gary. He said it was you and mine's fault. What the hell did we do? Yeah. He's looking at the crowd just saying like, you all asked for it. And, uh, and there he is. And that's, that's how the show ends is, is with Nick Aldis, Camille, Tom Latimer, and Royce Isaacs all celebrating in the ring with a four-person beat down on Tim Storm. And, uh, and that is where we're at now. And to say the least, I'm very disappointed with our world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. 
you know, Gary, um, last night I said something, and um, I'll, I'll say it again with you in, in, in the room as well. Uh, I might not have night suits like Nick Aldis. As you can see, my lining is all gone, but I, I feel that sometimes I have a little bit more class than our champion right now. That's a bold statement. I wasn't sure where you were going to go with it. but um, Well, that was yeah, last so- night, Gary. Yeah, that was last night, and uh, so that's how the show ends. Who knows where this is going? Who knows what's going to happen? We're going to wrap up the podcast portion of this show, but we're going to get into it. And, uh, I'm going to go grab a beer, Gary. I'll be right back. You go grab a beer. I'll wrap up the show. When you get back, I got to go pee really quick, and then I can just let you know what I think. But, uh, hey, everybody, thanks for listening so much. If you want to get uh, my intense thoughts, uh, you may have seen them on Twitter. Well, we're going to go into it. We're going to talk about it, and uh, we're we're getting ready with the chat room right now. we got a half hour to kill before AEW starts, and um, so for a full half hour, it's anything anybody in the live chat wants to talk about. we got a good crowd, and they're ready to go. They're ready to talk. We're going to do it, so I'm going to wrap up the podcast portion. That's at This Is Rotella. I am at This Is Gary Horn, and we are at the NWA pod on all of the social media. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate you. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. If you follow us on Twitter like today, you would have seen some real shit. I mean, obviously I've been talking uh, to the champ and he has responded and he does not seem to like me very much, but uh, tune in next week and we'll see how that goes for all the podcast listeners for all you live chat members, we'll continue the conversation. Oh, God. Again, he's here. thank you for listening. All right. I got to pee. So I'm going to do it. Carry on the conversation. I'll be back. Okay. 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 Well, I, it's either either Gary is leaving because Mr. Aldis is in the chat and Gary's going to go compose himself for a second, or Gary is, um, I'm not really sure. Hi, Hi, Nick. Uh, nice of you to, or Mr. Aldous, excuse me. Sorry. Everyone say hi to the, um, to the real world's champion. I hope you didn't hear my prior comment about my jacket or, uh, the night before about my jacket. Um, now, now, Nick, are you saying that, 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 uh, me and Gary are ingrates or everyone that's here? Because I, I do believe that there's some people here that are very for Mr. Aldous. Folks, if, 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 if you enjoy Mr. Aldous still, to this day, uh, let's uh, let's let's let him know inside the chat, please. We have some booze. Uh, we have some uh, uh, M E Martinez, a very good friend of the show, is saying hello to Nick. Um, and uh, actually, she's saying, "Nick, how dare you?" Um, Aldous in the house says Turbo. Um, uh, saw the response from Aldous and Gary. It was pretty scary. You know what, my friends? It was pretty scary for me too. I mean, having having Nick on our side recently has been very nice for our podcast. And I continuously told Gary today to not mess this up for us. And um, okay, uh, I'm talking about you and Gary, of course. Okay, well, we're gonna wait for Gary's response. And um, as as you can see, folks, Gary still has not returned yet. Um. Nick Aldis, you are my favorite wrestler. See, Nick, there are some people here that that still that still enjoy your um, your 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 wrestlingness. Your old moderator said, "Have some respect." Yes, I know, Nick. I know. We just hired him today. And uh, hi, Gary. 
Aldous is here. Hey, Nick. Good to see you. We're here with the live chat, trying to give a little bonus stuff with the, uh, I just, you just saw I threw off that one shirt. Like, I just, a little, here, here's the thing. Fuck, fuck, fuck the notes. Listen to me. The thing Gary, is, is easy, that, please. no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, the thing is, is that Nick Aldis has built this whole thing around him. He's not wrong about that. Nick Aldis has worked really hard. Uh, he came in. He won that NWA title at CZW. I've been there since day one. I saw Nick Aldis take this thing on. He has made the 10 pounds of gold something important again. Um, everything about what he's done has been amazing, and it's secured his legacy. God help us if he ever – Goes back and watches what Ricky Morton said, though. I mean, because, I mean, it seems like all of a sudden this guy thinks that he should be the, the top of the heap. And, and, I mean, if you were here like a week ago, you would have seen that I said that Nick Aldis – I mean, we literally had a conversation where I said uh, – you, you asked me if Nick Aldis could be one of the greatest NWA World's Heavyweight Champions of all time. And I said yes. I said yes, he could. Because if this is a guy who wins the world's championship and he brings it back from the brink where it was no longer like relevant at all and makes it matter again, then yeah, he deserves those accolades. Nick Aldis could be the greatest NWA world's champion. He could at least be on the Mount Rushmore next to Harley Race and Ric Flair and uh, – Whoever else, Terry Funk, Dory Funk, and all of those guys like Nick Aldis's name could be mentioned with all of those. But what does this guy do? Like all of a sudden, like he gets the thing underneath him, he gets some steam in the company, and he doesn't think he's going to be challenged for it. And now we think, now we're finding out that all of this shit that I argued against James Storm for, thought that James Storm was full of shit for, and then here we are. Here we are. James Storm might have actually been right. Nick Aldis, for some reason, has a team. The wild card. Well, hey, Gary, let's let, let's just ask him something really quick. Uh, Mr. Aldis, did you take off that turnbuckle? Did you undo that turnbuckle and throw James Storm in it on purpose? Was that on purpose? I mean, you can let him answer that. I mean, I, I can imagine how that, that answer will go, but... Um, um, I mean, surely he's not, uh, you know, we're seeing in the chat room, Nick Aldis wouldn't exist if not for Tim Storm. I mean, uh, Tim Storm, obviously, like Tim Storm was holding that belt when, uh, Oregon and David Lagana got involved with the NWA, like Tim Storm, people got behind, uh, you know, they got behind. Tim Storm. People loved Tim Storm. People, People believed Tim in Storm. Tim Storm. Yeah, absolutely. Tim Storm's one of the top. Uh, I, I, Tim Storm is that like I would argue like if not the top, like in the top few baby faces in wrestling today. Uh, uh, Tim Storm is amazing. So to do what Aldis did to him last night. Is indes- I mean, it's indescribable. It's 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 
uncalled for, uncouth. It's everything against what the real NWA World's Heavyweight Champion should do. Yeah, for for uh, you know, Gary, when when the wild card came out, I thought for sure that Mr. Aldis was going to save him, right? Like I thought for sure that he was going to stop all of that from happening. Um, Nick Aldis responding in the chat, Gary, if you want to read that for everybody. Well, Nick Aldis says, Roscoe, you have a dog's name and you are insane. I beat Sting in the middle of the ring with my submission, and you think a school teacher from Arkansas made me? I, uh, Nick, nobody's saying that Tim made you necessarily. Nobody's doubting no, your credentials as a world's heavyweight champion. That's really the frustrating part of this whole situation for me is you've done it, man. You took, you went on the oldest crusade. You went around the world. You did your thing and you were amazing. You made this company matter. Nobody's doubting any of that. But what do you think happens when you make that title matter again? People are going to want it. That's why Marty Skrull showed up in the NWA when he could have gone to AEW or WWE or any of those other bigger companies. That's why James Storm, in the same exact situation, showed up in the NWA. He wants that title. That's why Eli Drake signed exclusively with the NWA. And you know, the funny thing is, it's like most of those guys, two out of three, aren't even getting acknowledged. And then James Storm gets acknowledged, and he has... I'm sorry. It's it's a confusing ending to a match. It was a very good match. God bless you guys for throwing it all out there. You put it all on the line. It was amazing. I appreciate you. But now, now here you are, and instead of even acknowledging that part of of the story, yeah, you're you're, you're out there and you and you call it Tim Storm because he says. Maybe Marty Skrull deserves a shot. Nobody even knows. You know, you just want your name out of his mouth. And why? Your name should be in everybody's mouth. That's the point. And uh, Nick Aldis is in the chat. I did. And now a bunch of carpetbaggers want to take it now that I've done the legwork. It's business, boys. None of you have a clue what that's like. Listen, no, nobody has a clue what it's like to be a wrestler in, in this chat room. I get it, man. I get it. Nobody has a clue what it's like to be a wrestler. But what were you trying to accomplish, man? You're trying to make yourself the biggest star in the industry. You're trying to make that belt the biggest belt in the industry. I've been behind you 100% from the beginning. It's, it's true. It, that, that is true, Gary. Yeah, but Gary, come on. I mean, there's... I can kind of see... I can kind of see where Aldis is coming from, right? Can't where? you? Where? Where is he coming No, he's the real world's champion. What do you want? What do people want? They want the real world's championship. What do you well, want them to do? Well, the, they want to go for the real worship. They want to go into the company with the real worship. Wait, Adam, we yeah. see this all the time with the podcast. As the podcast grows, yeah. as 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 people start to recognize us, they're like, "What? What do I do? How do I get on your podcast, brother? Is that what Nick Aldis says? Oh, brother, how do I get on your podcast? How do I do it? Like, I want to be the NWA seems to like you, brother. Let's uh." Let's do something together, all of that stuff. And we have to, you know, but we appreciate the hustle. We well, appreciate what's going on. I mean, that, that, that is, that is, is, that is why I can understand where – that is why I can understand where Nick is coming from because aren't you a little tired of getting those DMs? Aren't you a little bit tired of all the work that you put in and now people just want to come in and jump on what we're doing? 
No, it means that we made something important. It means that we made something special. People want to be a part of it. That's part of the deal. That's what you do. If you make something that matters, people want to be a part of something that matters, and that's what we're doing here. And that's what he's doing there. That's what he should have been doing there. I don't know what the hell he was thinking he was doing, but he made it, and he made the world title matter. That is the real world's championship. And don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here telling you that anybody else deserved that title but him because he's earned it. He earned it. Every single match. He worked his ass off. He beat those people. I'm not doubting that part. Technically, he beat James Storm. I mean, God, I'm getting so flustered, but just listen to me. I'm saying that. How can you— Gary, I know you're getting flustered. Just try to keep it easy, okay? Because I don't want us to mess up this opportunity that we have right here. I know. I I, Look, I appreciate what the NWA is doing. I appreciate that they've been kind to us. We've gotten to talk to a lot of the talent here. Um, Nicholas, and these guys get their checks from elsewhere while I was messing my ass wrestling people on four different continents. Then when there's money to be made and a place to be seen, now they want my spot. Hey, Nick, look, nobody's saying there's nothing about what I'm talking about that's taken away from what you did. I, 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 don't, I don't see where the disconnect is there. You went to China for the first time the NWA title has ever even been defended there. I was all on board for the Autist Crusade. I have the shirts. I have all of it. I I am a uh, NWA mark. Like, I'm with it. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good point that Nick makes right there too, Gary. Uh, yeah, I know, Nick. I know. I know you've been kind to me. You have. You've been good, man. It's it's been it's been good, and and, and, and you've given me a lot of opportunities. But I, I felt like I mean, one of the things you said in one of your tweets, like you put it out there. I know you did this for me. Not even the company. Ooh, Ellie, then, look, God, I don't now even, I don't see now, now now that's I don't know, Mister Aldis. I, I I don't know. I I think that Gary and I have done a lot for ourselves as well. And, you know, the- well, I mean, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, you were just some goof on the Internet, right? Like, I mean, at some point I was just some nerd putting out a podcast. I mean, we went to Crockett Cup. Nick Aldis like uh, used this as the NWA in the middle of the ring at Crockett Cup and tried to say that I named the podcast after him. You know what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, even if he had a sticker that said that on it. But um, all I'm saying is. Is that. We were all invested. I, I don't think that that's fair to say either, Mr. Aldis, that the company wouldn't give this show the time of day. I mean, the, the, the company knows that we're here. The NWA appreciates what what we're doing. We're bringing a community together. Aren't you Aren't you excited about this community that we're building for the NWA? Or, aren't you excited about this community that we're building for you, for for your legacy? I mean, we're, we're we are trying to build something here. Man, I, I, I don't know how else to get this across. That I, Nothing I'm saying is knocking what Nick Aldis has accomplished. I mean, I can keep uh, – yeah, I know, Nick. I told him about Fight TV. I told him about Fight TV last week. Like, I mean, during the weekend, I, I, I told them that you pitched us to Fight TV. I told all of these people that. I said it. I said Nick Aldis mentioned us to Fight TV. And – 
I mean, I'm not taking anything away from that. But one of the other things you also said, Nick, is that you pitched us out there to the rest of the world. And you said, we're doing this because we're passionate about the NWA and we're independent. And if you want me to be independent, I have to have an independent opinion. And it's not like I'm knocking you and your ability as a wrestler, as a competitor. You are a top competitor. I've got... Dude, I've been talking about the wild card when nobody gave a shit. Right after the Crockett Cup, I've been talking about the wild card. That's true. I've always talked about the wild That's card. True. Tom Latimer is a freaking beast. Royce Isaacs could deadlift a dump truck. How many people have heard me say that a hundred times? Like, I mean, these guys are amazing. Oh, Camille. thank God. Thunder Rosa here. Maybe Thunder Rosa can 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 give us some some light on this right now. Oh my God! All I'm saying is, is that the NWA now has become what you actually acted like you set it out to be, Nick. Uh, thanks for showing up, Thunder Rosa. All, all I'm saying is, is you want us to be independent? We have independent opinions. Nothing I'm saying is knocking you. I never even knocked the wild card. I would never in a million years knock Camille. I met her father and her mother at the uh, tapings. Like I was super happy to meet all these people. Everybody's really cool. But if you want me to act like what you did to Tim Storm is okay in the middle of the ring. What is that? What does any of that have to do with what happened? Like, I mean, I mean, you you made this matter. And now I can't help but sit back and think that James Storm might have had a point. I don't want to think that. I talk shit about James Storm. But what if he's right? What if Eli Drake is right? What if all those guys, everything they're saying, what if the Dawsons? I, well, Gary, they I are right. They are right. They are right. We've, the Dawsons we've started seen to beat me up in a parking garage, dude. The Dawsons talked shit about me in a parking garage, and they were they were ready to beat my ass in a parking garage because they called them the damn Dawsons. And I was like, <laughs> I hate you. I yelled that out. And then they're out there trying to spill the truth, and I'm just like, shut up. I don't even want to hear from the Dawsons. But what if they're right? Because Nick Aldis, Tom Latimer, Royce Isaacs, and Camille beat down Tim Storm in the middle of the ring. What does any of this have to do with you four-on-one beating up Tim Storm? James Storm is an old liar. All right, well, great. But listen, man, I mean, Adam hates this part. Adam hates this part because I'm just like— It's making me nervous, Gary. It's making me nervous, Gary. You know how we've, 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 we've been in this for so long, and I, 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 I just don't want— this to interrupt what we're trying to do to build this community. I mean, I, I love that the champ comes in here, but if the champ is just going to be negative and he's talking mean to our to, to our listeners, I mean, Roscoe has been here. Roscoe has been here every single time. That's not that's not fair. It's just stupid. I mean, uh, Dave, I, I'm I'm a little disappointed in you, Dave Wills, uh, that you're you're in the chat. Marks put themselves over every day. People who are successful don't talk about what they did. You know what you did. Don't even try to compare. All this will bury you. What are you talking about? Nobody's trying to talk about what we did. I mean, I'm just saying, like, we made a thing and that people acknowledged us. It wasn't just it wasn't just us. It was I mean, I, I'm saying that we we created opportunity just the same way that Nick Aldis created opportunity. I'm not going to block and you, I'm Nick. Not, I'm not going to block you. And I, I'm not even saying like – and listen to me. I'm not even trying to sit here and tell you on the screen right now that we created opportunity on the same level 
that Nick Aldis created. I'm not I'm not trying to be like that. I mean, Nick Aldis is on a whole other level. Nick Aldis has worked his ass off his entire life. He became the world's heavyweight champion on his own. I, I mean, he's the man. He is the real world's heavyweight champion. And that's what breaks my heart about the whole thing. It's like, why does he feel the need to do what he did last night? Like, what is that about? It's unnecessary. I mean, Gary, we were there. We were there for the rest of the tapings, and it doesn't get any better from here. I, I mean, I'm just saying, Aldis clearly has an agenda now. But that's 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 my whole point. That's the whole point on Twitter today for everybody that showed up. I mean, that was the thing that I'm talking about is that Aldis made a legacy. Why does he? If he wants to create that legacy, like what about it now? Does he feel like this is necessary? I created opportunity for every single one of you. Trickle down economics. Trickle down economics. That's a that's a little funny. But that better be not, a shirt, actually. It it could be. Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's getting over in the chat. But listen, man, I'm saying that we were fans of the NWA. We jumped on when, when Tim Storm was the champion, and then you came along and you you carried it, and we have never for one second doubted you. Never. Except for that, except on that first TV taping. What do you mean? Well, except for that TV taping that we were at when all of this happened, nothing but doubt went through my mind, Gary. I mean, what what who have we been supporting this whole time? Is this... Is this the true Nick Aldis? Has Because he says that they've been planning this this whole time. Have we been fooled the whole time that we've been talking about the NWA? From day one, has this been the plan the whole time? I mean, now now I just feel like an idiot forever supporting Mr. Aldis. Well, I mean, it's not even that. It's a, no, no, the guy was talented. Nick Aldis is obviously one of the greatest wrestlers in the industry right now at all. But then, like, I see this shit. Roscoe D. Okay, guys, guys, what should Tim Storm do now? Retire? What What do you do if you're Tim Storm? Aldis won't fight him. He can't get revenge. Aldis will just gang beat him. Nick Aldis is like, oh, Roscoe gets it. That What? Like, that's it? Tim Storm should just give up? Roscoe, is that what you're thinking? You think it is Tim Storm just gives up because what is he going to do now because there's a gang? No, that's exactly my fucking point, Roscoe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just getting a little fired up, but that's exactly the point I'm trying to make here is that why Nick Aldis has beaten Tim Storm twice. Yeah, he's, twice beaten, he, he's beaten him in a match that Tim Storm can't even go for the championship ever again. So I don't I don't even see the point of what he did. No, that's that's it, man. That's what I'm trying to say. Why? Why? He acts like everybody's just trying to hop on his dick. I'm sorry. I'll say it. Whoa. He's just acting okay. like, I'm just saying, I'm getting fired up. This is what it's like. He's like <sighs> acting like everybody's trying to do that. But what were you trying to do when you built up the NWA? What, did, what the fuck did you want to happen, Nick? This is what happens. People come for that title. People want to fight for that title. And your job as one of the greatest wrestlers in the industry today is to, to defend that title. It don't matter who the challenger is. That's what all of the greats did. And you dodging around Tim Storm. I mean, you beat him twice. You know, you know, you have his number. 
Now, sure, he's beat you too. Maybe he has your number. But I don't know. His TNA title win was mentioned in the houses of Parliament. Hey, the, dude, you can shout out all the accolades you want to, Nick. I appreciate that. I think it's pretty clear right now nobody's doubting who you are. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the 10 pounds of gold is the world championship. It's the real world championship. I don't know if I'm the one who really like pushed that the most, but God dang, man, I've said that for like weeks. I've been saying real world championship. Gary, you can't even show the commitment to get an up-to-date NWA logo behind you. I bought that. Dude, listen, that's valuing the history. That's a, that's a flag that, came from another arena like it, it was that's i bought those because i appreciated the tradition that goes behind the nwa i don't I even wanted, think that new flags are available yet gary yeah i wanted to celebrate what's out there i wanted to celebrate the history legacy and tradition i say that at the beginning of every single show i wanted to celebrate what was happening and because you you, as the top dog in the promotion, want to be a part of that tradition, that legacy. But you know what? Those champs, man, those those champs, they put it all on the line. I guess anybody who's stepped up. It's Harley Race. And hey, w- w- one second, Gary. Let's l- let's bring this up too. Now now that we know that Lagan is in the chat, chat as well. So Josephus gets suspended for, for throwing some powder in an eye. But these four people aren't suspended for kicking the crap out of a former NWA champion. What the hell's going on in the office, people? I mean, how, how much pool does Mr. Aldis have inside this office? How much pool does Mr. Aldis have with Mr. Corrigan, with President Corrigan? What's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. And and yeah, Lagana, feel free to send me any NWA merchandise you want because I bought plenty of the shit. That's what I'm saying. Like nothing about me is a guy who's not a – oh, God help me. I'm going to say it. A mark for the NWA. Like I'm here. Dude, you know, I've been to everything I can go to since NWA 70. Like, I mean, like, what do you, what else do you want from me? I appreciate the business. I appreciate Nick Aldis. I've talked nothing but positively about Nick Aldis. Uh, It's just, it hurts me that we're out here right now talking about a show where Nick Aldis did what he did and, and then the fact that like on twitter some people defended the guy a lot like of who the hell are you guy. yeah who the hell are you guys is that what you want that's what you want for your politicians you want oh well you do whatever you gotta do to survive brother you gotta play the politics brother all of that shit he's talking that's what he's doing man that's what he's doing right now how is that so hard to see and that's what breaks my heart. It's because the guy doesn't have to do any of that. Nick Aldis is one of the most talented wrestlers in the business. Why would he do it? Why would he do it, Adam? It it, it pisses me off, man, to see it happen. You don't have to do it. And I'm not even talking about Nick. I'm talking about the wild cards. The only thing that the Rock and Roll Express has over the wild cards right now Dude, it's experience. Hey, Gary, That's literally it. Is Gary, it strength? You gotta take speed, it easy right now, man. No. You're, you're getting you're getting a little crazy with 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 all 
with, with, with all of us in the chat, man. We got to take it easy with the champ. Well, it's just because I thought we were like close to being friends or something. I don't know. Maybe that was just me just like uh, gaslighting myself or something. I thought, I thought that uh, whatever. I thought Lagana appreciated what we were doing here. But all of a sudden, like oh, hey, Lagana's not, out not, there and he's just like doing this thing. And he's letting this kind of shit happen. Uh, Gary, come on. Let's not bring the office into this. This is definitely just between the champ and apparently us and apparently a lot of the NWA fans. So Thunder Rosa, come on. Well, no, you know, Thunder, Rosa, Thunder, Rosa, Thunder, Rosa, Thunder Rosa is in the chat room. And I mean, just clearly the office doesn't know what the hell they're doing because Thunder Rosa is out there supporting Malia. Thunder Rosa is a star too. And what is she doing? She's just like backing up somebody. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. What like, what, what's, what's even happening here? Uh, you know, like, here's the thing. At some point you have to stand for something. If I invested everything into this company and believing that we can bring the NWA back. And which then the we guy, are. Which we are. No, we are. And they, all of the us guy are. Who's the the face fans that, are. The guy who's the face of the company that all these people are behind just decides to destroy history. He wants to be on the Mount Rushmore. He thinks he deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore and he thinks he's going to get there behind the wild cards or whatever come on man like well, hey, that's man. We, it's we, unnecessary we don't know that just Are yet gary there might be someone from history that will go up against nick Aldis at some point at some point during this season and maybe just maybe they have a chance to to kick nick to kick nick Aldis down at least a couple rungs yeah, I mean, maybe, but what what are we going to do? I mean, the guy challenged Great Muda. What did you do? Challenge him, in, anticipating that Great Muda would actually take the fight, or did you t did you challenge Great Muda thinking like he's never going to take that fight? It's never going to work out. Oh, brother, like uh, management's never going to make that fight happen. You know, it thought at first I thought that was cool, but is it just a uh, is it just a ploy? Is you're just like oh, I'll lay down the title in front of a lot of people that'll never get this fight that the companies will never make it happen. All right, Gary, we got to stop. Parties? We got to stop. We're, we're, we're going a little bit too far right now, okay? Can you can you please just cut us off or I'm going to cut the stream? Look, Take us Adam, out. I'm I'm not trying to piss it off. I'm I'm just I'm just we're trying to say like we're in <sighs> oh, I don't know. I mean, but but God help us if like Nick even goes back and listens to what Ricky Morton says. I'm not saying anything that guy didn't say. Did you hear him last night? Ricky Morton's talking about like you got a long road to hoe. That's a southern phrase. I'm in South Carolina. I appreciate that. The guy's telling you like if you want to be Harley Race, I mean, you got a long way to go, dude. You got a long way to go. Right. That's okay. That's right. okay, Nick. You got a long way to go, dude. You 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 got to work for it. All right. Take us out. Take us out, Gary. We're going a little bit too far. Dr. Russell, tonight. we talked about your attack for Bashley Vox, and, and that was early on in the show. I, I appreciate you jumping in. Uh, he cut the stream on Saturday. Dave Lagata. Yeah, everybody was like waiting for. Oh, really? Dave, you cut the stream when Marty Skrull was trying to talk? You son of a bitch. Is that you too? You don't want to you don't want to acknowledge that like Marty Skrull wants to challenge for the real world's heavyweight championship? That's interesting, what have we been... actually. What have we been talking about this whole time if it's not the real world's heavyweight championship? People are going to want the real world's heavyweight championship, and if you don't want people to come for it, then shut up about it. 
All right, Gary, that's it. I'm cutting the stream. Thanks for coming, folks. Tune in next time. Bye. Oh!